0: Joshua Basel here, and welcome to another episode of The Writer's Life. Hello, my friend Joshua Basel here. Welcome back to Wellness Mastery. I want to share with you an experience that I had after about 20 years of doing various businesses, failing some, winning with others, uh, you know, staying stagnant with a bunch. I got to a point in my life. And maybe you've been there, too. Maybe you've gone through a career. Maybe you've done different things. And you get to this point, this sort of critical point. And for me, that critical point was, OK, i I've done some things. I have failed at some things. But where am I really at in my life? Am I really becoming the kind of person that I want to become? Am I really creating the life and the lifestyle that I really want to create? Am I really enhancing and strengthening the relationships that i want to enhance and strengthen, is my health actually what i want it to be is my bank account what i actually want it to be and all these questions in different categories of my life and i was looking around I'm like i don't know and the thing that bothered me was i thought okay every single day i wake up and 24 hours goes by i get up the day moves forward time elapses i've got the same 24 hours as everybody else Am I winning or losing inside of those 24 hours? Am I growing and becoming inside of those 24 hours? Am I just existing? Am I just there? You know, I I I just I, you know, I think about that. If you ever saw that movie Tuck Everlasting, right? In Tuck Everlasting, it's, it's about this family that drinks from the the, you know, the the wellspring of life, the, the waters of eternal life. I can't remember what they called it in the movie. But, you know, they drink from this and they basically become immortal. They can't get hurt. They can't die. And there's this girl who's thinking about, you know, she falls in love with one of the immortals and she's thinking about joining their family and marrying and wants to be with them forever. And she's deciding whether or not to drink from the spring because she's found it. And the dad... He says, what we're doing is not living. We're just stuck like rocks in a stream and the stream flows by and we're still here. And I thought, is that the way my life is? Have I got to a certain point and I'm just stuck? The things that I'm doing, the choices that I'm making, the thoughts that I'm thinking, the money that I'm spending, are they doing anything to help me become somebody new, to grow I felt this intense passion to want to grow. You ever felt that? Have you ever looked around? You like maybe you've been through a long career. Maybe you've got a bunch of education. Maybe you've done a bunch of things in your life, and and maybe you're to that point. You're like, am I just stuck like a rock in the stream? Or am I or am I progressing? Am I growing? Am I moving on that? You know, am I am I am I traveling down that river of life and becoming better and having more and doing more and serving more and loving deeper and having the relationships and being healthy and stronger? Am I growing? Well, if you've been in that position, then today what I'm going to share with you, I think, will transform your life the same way it transformed my life. I hope it will. I hope at least it'll simplify your focus and give you the ability to say, okay, I know what I should be doing every single day. And every single day when you get done, you're like, yeah, I did the things that mattered most today and so I'm progressing and I'm becoming and I'm getting closer to doing the things that are of value in my life. So I want to share with you what I lovingly call the magical, this says magical in my lovely handwriting, this says the magical master one sheet. This is a one sheet piece of paper that will help you Every single day, know that you're progressing, that you're moving forward, that you're growing, that you're coming closer, that you're learning the things that you need to learn. This gives clarity and meaning and purpose to everything that I do. And I think it will for you as well. So let's dive in and just take a look at what it is. It consists of seven major parts and they're not complicated at all. My suggestion to you, number one, is I'm going to teach you about this. I'm going to give you my current master one sheet. It's very personal. You might not agree with a bunch of the things that I do on there, but that's okay. At least you'll see an example of how I've put it together. And maybe that'll serve as a model for you to do something similar for your life as well. The thing that I love is I can look at that. I can follow my master one sheet. Oh, and by the way, I'm a human being. I don't follow it perfectly, but I follow it consistently so that every day I can look and say, well, almost every day I can look and say, yeah, I, I won today and I might not have gotten everything done on my list. But before noon, the things that are most important in my life are done every day I know that the things that are most important in my life are done. And it's such a powerful feeling, such a great feeling of confidence and joy and hope. It's just a really beautiful thing. So I want to pass that feeling of confidence and courage and hope on to you by sharing with you these seven things. So the first thing, oh, what I was going to say is, as you're looking at doing this, remember what I was going to say, as you're looking at doing this, my encouragement to you is block out an entire day. You might not need a whole day. But block out a whole day. Just you'll put it on your calendar and say, hey, I'm turning the phones off. I'm not checking text messages or emails. I'm distancing myself from other people. The only exception there is if you have a significant other, a loved one, a spouse, somebody who's right in the middle of helping you grow and learn and become, then you'll want them involved in this process. As long as it's not distracting, this really needs to come from the very essence of who you are. And just let it free flow without any inhibitions or being nervous about what other people think or what they're going to judge you as or not as. This really needs to come right from who you are and be an expression of who you want to become and things that really will help you become that. So my suggestion is block out an entire day. Have some breaks in there. Take each one of these sections and say, I'm going to work on this for half hour, an hour or two hours. Some you might work on for a longer time, some for less and boil this down. It's complicated and challenging to think about lots of different variables and lots of different options and lots of different things, make decisions and simplify it down. I hope this process will help you in that so that you can do that and get this down to one single page. That's a master page for your life. And again, you can look at the example to see how I've done this. So block out a day, make this a priority. It's a game changer. All right, so number one, the first thing that you're going to do, and if you imagine this, you're gonna sit down, you'll have a piece of paper or a computer or something, and you're going to ask yourself some questions. And the questions for this one is, step number one is you want to choose your aspirations. You're gonna choose your aspirations. And by aspirations, what I mean is, the first thing that you want to do is decide who you want to be. This isn't about stuff. This is about your character. This is about your soul. This is about who you are as a person and what constitutes you. What are things that are important and priority for you? And if you think about yourself in five or 10 or 20 years from now, who do you want to become? And who do you want to be known as in that process and so you're going to ask yourself aspirational questions and there's a guide to some of those questions along with my example but you know you will say like well who do I want to be in my relationships who do I want to be in my religion or in my faith or my spirituality what kind of person do I want to be in terms of honesty integrity what kind of person do I want to be in terms of my education my intellect who do I want to be in terms of my connection with other human beings, my ability to love and to forgive my ability to encourage and to uplift. Who do I want to be in those different categories? And you might think of different categories, but you just ask yourself those questions and then literally you'll just sit down and just write. The important thing here is is as you look at each one of these categories, spend some time just writing. Maybe you like to record, so you just start talking, but you're going to spend time and you're just going to express yourself wholly. And you'll notice that there's a pattern that'll start to emerge and that there are a few things that are really, really vital to you. But I want you to choose your aspirations. At the end of this, I want you to get down to somewhere between three to 10 aspirational words that really define who you want to be. Jot those out. then you might have some sentences and some paragraphs and explanatory things. There's no exact right way to do this. If I give you too much formula here, you'll try to do my formula and then you will get, you'll get lost in that. I want you to focus on this. So just first of all, think about who you want to be and choose your aspirations. You get to design your life and your character and who you are. Decide what that is. Have some clarity around your aspirations. Number two is you want to set up your goals. You want to set your goals. You're going to set your goals. Now, you don't have to set your goals in the three categories that I'm about to recommend. But you do need to set goals in some different categories because there's different areas of your life. And as I, you know, I spent, I I mentioned this before in some other training, Um, you know, at one point when we were on this hunt for deciding who we were, we signed up for a course with a guy named John Butcher that was called Lifebook. And Lifebook essentially was a three day. We went into the Lifebook lounge, which was a, which was this posh lounge that he had built out and created inside of downtown Chicago. And we went in there. There was lush furniture. They provided all the food. Everything was taken care of for us. The world was shut out so we could literally just focus on 12 major categories of our life. Now, I found it was a beautiful experience, but I found that trying to manage and juggle and to think about 12 categories in my life ended up being a lot more complicated than my little brain could handle. And as I looked at the 12 categories, and by the way, I've done some personal development stuff where they talk about 24 categories and 30 categories, and it's just overwhelming for me. And so as I looked at the different categories that different gurus and experts suggested that I tackle, I realized that for me, those fell into three major important areas. And three areas, I could do three areas. So those three areas where I set goals and I still consistently set goals at today, is in my relationships. In my relationships. Number two, in my physical health. And number three, with my money. And what I found is is that the vast majority of my life falls into one of these categories. My relationships. What's my spirituality? That's just a relationship with God as I see it. My relationship with family, that's just a relationship with my wife and children. The status of how I'm doing in terms of interacting with other human beings, those are relationship goals and I can identify what's important for me there. In my health, I can look at my own physical health and say, oh, you know, do I have the energy and strength I need to live the lifestyle that I really want to have and I can set goals there. And the vast majority, like my ability to do this video is tied in 100% to my health. If I was in super poor health and and didn't have strength or energy, there's no way that I could do what I'm doing right now with you. And so I've got to have that health. And then of course, money, everything's got a price tag. If I want to travel, if I want to get equipment to teach and to train, if I want to do nice things with my family, if I want to just lounge around and do nothing, the lights have got to stay on the toilet still needs the flush that all costs money. And so I'm going to have goals there. So everything in my life that is of significance, Has falls into one of these three categories, in my opinion. And so I look at setting my goals. Now, here's the thing that you'll notice. When you look at this right here, you'll notice that your goals are actually the action items for your aspirations. So you think about who you want to become, and then you say, hmm, well, if I'm going to become that person, What do I need to do? What kind of relationships do I need to have? What kind of health do I need to have? How much money is it going to cost me? All of those things. And you think about that and you say, hmm, if I'm going to become that kind of person, I've got to do something. And to do that thing, I have to have money, have health, have relationships. Does this make sense? And so this is where you start actually putting a framework around the aspirations. The aspirations are just going to be great ideas and highly emotional and feel good things and and aspirational right but the goals are where we actually start saying okay now notice that if your goals are disconnected from your aspirations you got a major problem because you're always going to be internally going with one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas trying to move forward with a tug and a pull tug and a pull and so you want to make sure that there is alignment here And that there is, that these are simpatico and in harmony with each other as you look at that. That's why, if you do this in one sitting, this really helps substantially, okay? This really helps to connect and make sure that you're you're synchronized with those two things. I find that most people aren't. I ask them what their goals are, and they're hammering away at this project or this business or this, you know, something or other because they feel like they should, or society told them that they should, or they feel compelled to from family or loved ones. And then I ask them what their aspirations are. It's totally different. And I'm like, you gotta get connected here, baby. Like, you gotta get synchronized. Because this is why you're feeling so miserable, why your wellness level is so down far in the dumps. Because you're, you're doing things that are not helping you become who you want to be. And you have a divine, internal, fundamental like mandate inside of you to grow and to become somebody bigger, better, stronger, faster, smarter, whatever it is. And if there's a tug of war here, you're never going to be happy. you got to get these in harmony. Okay, so... Once you've got those goals set in those different categories, and you know, like what your relationships want to look like and they're measurable. And I'm not gonna get into goal setting specifics here. You should already know a lot of that stuff. Keep it simple, measurable, easy. You know, like you, you can communicate it with other people. There's, you know, parameters around goals. Don't make it overly complicated. Just set some goals of what you want to achieve and what you want to have, who you want to be in those categories. Once you've done that, now you need to identify and this is a this is a fulcrum point to the whole process right here. And this is where, again, a ton of heavy lifting and thinking is going to happen. But you can do this, right? Because you instinctively will know what this is. So the next thing is you to identify what I call the needle movers. Now, what do I mean by needle movers? What I mean by that is when you look at your goals, You want to ask yourself the question, okay, there's a ton of things that I could do to improve my relationship with my wife, with my husband, with my children. But when you look at all the different options that could be done, you know that there are a few things that really make the difference. That really make the difference. For example, in my relationship with Margie, literally, I could could spend millions of dollars buying stuff for her and it would hardly move the needle at all. Sure, she'd appreciate it, but it literally wouldn't because my wife is so not materialistic. So the needle would barely like, you know, nudge just a little bit. But if I spend quality time talking with her every single day and I look her in the eyes multiple times a day and tell her I love her. And if I do little acts of service and kindness for her throughout the day, getting her a drink of water, rubbing her feet really quick, putting on her shoes before we go somewhere, opening a car door for her. That stuff is important to her. It it moves the needle. It's not major stuff, but it moves the needle for her. In my business, there's billions and billions of things that I could do in my business, but there are a few things that really move the needle that really make the difference. I know if I consistently put out quality videos and, and teach and train things that help writers and other people build their businesses, I can spend a half an hour and repurpose that in multiple different ways. And I get huge returns of it. Bing! It moves the needle in substantial ways. Now in your life, in your goals, in your business, in your health, there are things that move the needle. Oh, I'll tell you another one in my health. I know that if I eat proper nutrient, like if I put in the proper nutrients, and I exercise, especially with like high intensity stuff, or I follow my RAD formula that I talked about, like if I follow that, it doesn't take a lot of time—20, 30 minutes a day—and it, bang, it moves the needle substantially. So there are a few things in my life. Not a huge list. This is a small list there are a few things in my life and you'll see them when you see the example of my magic one sheet there are just a few things in my life that really move the needle and you want to spend time thinking deeply and intensely about what those things are in your life now the the whole premise of this one sheet this magic this you know master one sheet will fall apart if you just, if you get caught up in making big long lists of stuff of all the things that you need to do and everything that needs to go into it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about looking at who you want to become, what are the most important goals that you have in these categories. By the way, I suggest you pick like one or two goal in each category and have one that you focus on at a time. This is project management 101. Don't focus on multiple projects. Stay focused on just a few simple things. And you look at that and you say, okay, if nothing else happens today, this was my parameter, this is my question to myself, you're welcome to borrow it. I said to myself, okay, what really moves the needle in these categories? And I thought, no, there's a better question. And that question is, if every day before noon, I could do something that I knew for sure move the needle in the the three major goals that I have in these three categories that then helped me become who I wanted to become, what would those things be? So for example, and I know that in my relationship category, I've got this relationship with God. Well, I know that a major needle mover is prayer. Like having that conversation is a major thing. Now, Again, I'm not pushing my religion or my perspectives on you. I'm giving you an example. I know that in the health category, I know that if I stretch for seven minutes, if I do deep stretching, deep breathing, and some you know calisthenics, a handful of push-ups or whatnot, early in the morning, first thing, if I know that if I do that, then that moves the needle. That seven minutes is a major mover needle for me. So you see that I thought, if if I could just do something before noon and it moved the needle in the cat- these categories of my life, what would that be? Uh, so for example, on the money category, I know that if by you know, early afternoon or before noon or before 11 o'clock, I can sit down and write something or shoot a video, I've moved the needle. As long as I choose the topic and the target audience wisely, I can move the needle in my income with that short, simple activity. My friend, listen to this very, very carefully. There's an imbalance in everything in life. There's a high leverage point for everything in life. Everything in life has an 80-20 curve. The 80-20 curve says 80% of your results come from 20% of your activity. But you see the 80/20 curve is fractal. What I mean by fractal is is that you can take the piece, like you look at those 80% of your results and the 20% of your activity, if you focus in on the 20% activity piece there, you'll discover that inside of that there are inefficiencies and waste. So that in reality, in reality, 95% of the results that you get in life, the things that you desire to have and to be and to do actually come right now from 5% of your activity. 95% of the results of who's helping, of what's helping you become who you want to become in your growth and your your aspirations and your goals is actually happening from 5% of the activities that you're doing. That's the way with everything in life. There's always a leverage point. There's always a fulcrum point. And if you choose to see the world that way and accept that reality, then when you sit down and say, okay, what are the needle movers? What actually makes a difference? Not what fills in time, not what creates activity, but what creates the actual result. And if you'll focus your attention on that and you'll look at your aspirations, you'll look at your goals, you'll start to see that there are things that make a difference. Will you perfectly pick all the right needle movers your first time around? No, I've been through four iterations of my magic one sheet and each time I'm like, "Mmm, I could do that better. If I did this, that would actually move the needle a little bit faster, a little bit stronger. And so we grow and progress and you're gonna get better at stuff. Take your best, think deeply, make your best guess and move on, okay? Now. Number four. The fourth question, and you're going to write all this stuff down. I'll show you how this all assembles in just a minute. Number four is you're going to write thoughts that inspire you. You're going to write thoughts that inspire you. I have at the top of my sheet, as you'll see, a list of things that are my favorite thoughts to think. There's always more than enough. God loves me, I love me, <laughs> nothing has gone wrong. I get to learn from this. You see, I've got these number. And you'll see them, I get these number of thoughts there that, that when I read those, they're truth to me. And I read them and I think, yeah, that's right. And it recenters me and re-grounds me. So every day I get up and I get to read thoughts that inspire me. Now, I have this here as number four because as you look at these three steps right here, You'll start to percolate in your mind things that you want to do. You'll be inspired and you'll think, hmm, what are some thoughts that really inspire me? What are some thoughts that if I thought them consistently would move the needle and help me achieve my goals and help me become who I want to become? And you'll have those thoughts. They'll come to you, I promise. You just have to ask the question and listen. So you're gonna write down thoughts that inspire you. Next. This is a fun one. This is is one of the things that I love about this. Is next is you're going to give time limits. Remember, we're going to gamify this whole thing, right? We're going to gamify this, so we're going to set time limits on how long we have to do each needle moving activity. So for example, I have a time limit on how long I pray. I have a time limit on how long I exercise. I have a time limit on how long I spend with Margie and the children. I have a time limit on fill in the blank, the things that are real big needle movers for me, I put time limits on. Well, you might say, well, doesn't that interrupt the flow of your life? No, look, the thing is, I realized in this process, I only have 24 hours in a day, that's it, that's all I get to work with. And as far as I know, that's all you get to work with as well. So everything has to have a timestamp to it. Otherwise, I can just let time go away and never get the results that I want out of it. And so I'm going to constrain myself inside of a set of time barriers and I'm going to operate inside of the game of work. And I'm going to be higher I'm going to have a higher efficiency, higher productivity, higher energy, higher output. I'm going to do everything better inside those time parameters. Now, at first when I did this, I was terrible. Like I, I, I just, I was terrible at guessing the time. And as I tracked what I was doing, I realized, Oh, I need more time for this. I need less time for that. I'm getting better in this category. I can actually move that out. It's become second nature. I can put a little bit of time on it or take it off the list altogether as it's become habituized, uh, habituated inside of me. And on autopilot, I can just, you know, I don't have to write it down and rethink about it. I've internalized that piece of the puzzle. So, but you wanna set time limits. And this is a very important part because you're gonna look at those time limits and you're actually gonna look at everything that you're doing throughout the course of the day. How long are you sleeping? How long do you need to eat? How long do you need to just relax and be brain dead? <laughs> right? How long do you need to go to the bathroom? How long do you need for all these things? Because you only have 24 hours in a day, so what's consuming your day and preventing you from doing what you need to do? And that's where you're going to do number six. You're going to think through this, put time limits on stuff, and then you're going to do the math. Here's how do the math works. You're going to look at your 24 hours in a day. So if, if you sleep eight hours a day, which I recommend you do, if you sleep eight hours a day, then you now have 960 minutes left in the day, right? So eight hours of sleep, you have 24 hours minus eight hours, the remaining balance of time is equal to 960 minutes left in your day. The question is, is when you look at your aspirations and your goals and the major needle movers in your life, how much time does it take you to move the needle on the core basic things that are most important to you? You want to add it up. For me, to get all the needle mover stuff that I need to get done, and to be able to do it before noon, basically, there's a few things that spill As I'll show you in a minute. But for me to get that done requires about 400 minutes. That leaves me 560 discretionary minutes inside of the day. Now, my friend, I'm telling you this, when I saw those numbers, and I was like, okay, I've got this much time to sleep, because I'm not gonna do anything productive. Like This is the sleep time. And I said eight hours, because that's really important to me. Eight hours, block, doom, boom. Then I've got 960 minutes left to work with. And I kept saying, oh, I'm so busy. I never have enough time. And then I looked at, well, what really is important to do in my life? Not the things that other people are posing on me. Not the things that I think I should do, but the things that actually help me achieve my goals and get me closer to my aspirations. And then I set those down in my needle mover category. And then I gave everything a time limit. Like, how long would it take me to write an article or to shoot a video or to say my prayers or to connect with Margie? Like, what really, what time would that take? And I gave time assessments to that and I added it all up and I was like, oh, No way. I can do everything that's important to me in 400 minutes in a day. That leaves me 560 minutes to do other stuff. I know that then with those other 560 minutes, I could literally do nothing. I could like sit around and pick my nose and I will still have gotten closer to my goals and dreams with the 400 minutes that I've allocated to my needle movers. I hope this is making sense to you. If not, look at my one sheet, it'll make sense. This is a game changer in the way that I thought because I had this story going on all the time, like, oh, I don't have enough time. I'm so busy. There's so many things I've got to get done. This cleared all of that I was like, oh, actually, to become who I want to become, to have the lifestyle that I want to have, to achieve the goals that are really the most important to me, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing is worthless. The things that really matter most can be done in 400 minutes in a day, and I still got 560 minutes to go. Man, what else could I do? What else could I do? I could plant a garden with my children buy chickens, mess around with a cow out in the pasture, you know, figure out how to like, you know, take Margie on more dates, travel more with the family. Like, like, I'm like, wow, there's so many things I can do. I can do more programs and videos. I can be prepared for crises and problems that come up in life. Like, man, this suddenly just cleared the air and it changed how I looked at who I was and how I set my goals and what I wanted to become. So you're going to do the math and add that up. What's your discretionary time? How many minutes do you have in a day after you sleep? How many minutes does it take you to move the needle in the major categories of your life? And then how much discretionary time do you have after that? You have some. Everybody is inefficient. You're inefficient in some categories. This will help you clear that up. Now, the last thing here is, you're gonna organize four blocks in your day. I call these the four blocks. You're going to organize these four blocks and quite simply, you're just going to look at your day in chunks because you have to have deadlines. You have to have an end zone. You've got to have a time limit so you're not constantly running, never knowing when you're going to stop. So I broke my day up into four categories, four divisions. You could do five, you could do three. I just want to make sure that you've got blocks of time where you're breaking stuff up here so that you're not feeling like you're constantly running and never have downtime or a break time. Bake it in. You've got the time. Bake it in. So this is very simple. This is early early morning, early a.m. This is morning time, right? So before noon. This is p.m., afternoon. And this is late p.m., So, my schedule essentially runs. I get up between 5.30 and 6, and I run until we do family breakfast time, usually at around 8.30 or 9. That's my early morning time period. And then we do a family scripture study and devotional and have breakfast together and all that kind of fun stuff. And then there's a break there and then I can go till noon. That's the second block of my time that I've got to work with. And then after lunch, I've got a period of time there. And then around five o'clock, we eat dinner as a family. And then after that's over, I've got a late evening set of routines that I do. And I have baked into every single one of these routines and habits that I do. Now, do I do these perfectly? No, but this gives structure to my life in substantial and powerful ways. And most importantly, I have baked into this my 400 minutes of doing my needle movers. So every day I have this incredible sense of wellness and health and growth and vitality because I know that Even if I failed to get this project done or that thing done or some request that somebody else had for me, I know deep down inside, every day, even if it was just a little bit, I'm moving forward to becoming who I want to become. It's just so powerful, my friend. It's so powerful. I want you to have that same confidence. So here's my assignment to you. Take these seven steps. Block out a day. Your life is worth it. Just you can take a day. I don't care when it is, block out a day and sit down, look at the resources that I've given you on this, look at this, go back and review this video and each of these steps, ask yourself the questions, do the math, set the time limits, organize your blocks, create yourself a one sheet. And then the last thing that I did to get myself in the habit of this, I printed out 30 copies of this and I set it on my desk. And then each day, I looked at it, I read it, I checked off the things that I had done and I took the page and I flipped it over. The next morning when I came in, I had a blank sheet, read through it, looked at it, checked off the stuff, flipped it over, the next day I had a new sheet. This physical reminder just allowed me to get into the groove of using this tool that I had created. Otherwise, you might create it and it might disappear and you might never use it. It might never make the most of your life. So block off a day. Create your magical master one sheet, print it out, put it on your desk, use it for the next 30 days. Be patient and gentle with yourself. You won't get it right the first time. Come back and revisit it, but you're going to start to feel an enormous sense of wellness and joy and fulfillment as every day you can look at that sheet and be like, wow, I didn't get everything done, but I got like 50% of my needle movers done today. That's pretty cool. I'm moving closer to becoming who I want to become. And you'll see it and you'll love it. The score will tell you that you're winning or maybe you're losing. You have to reassess, but you'll get the results and you'll see like, oh yeah, you're becoming that person you want to become. And therein, my friend lies joy and peace, contentment, satisfaction, courage, clarity, all the things that I've talked about surrounding wellness. This right here is the pinnacle of all the stuff that I've talked about in this course. It all comes down to this sheet right here. If you can have clarity on this, you can transform your life. You'll win the morning, you'll win the day, you'll win the week, you'll win your lifetime. And that's what I want for you. So go out there and make it happen. Sound good? Talk to you soon. Bye now. If you are ready to take your writing business to an entirely new level, And you've wondered what it would be like to have me coach you through the process of taking your writing skills and turning them into an incredible lifestyle, a lifestyle filled with things that matter most to you. Then I want to invite you to go check out copywritermarketer.com slash coaching. Inside of our coaching programs, I give you Over 20 years of experience in business and in copywriting, I share with you insights and secrets that I have learned from not only building my own substantial, successful writing business, but also the insights that I've gained from working with literally thousands of other writers just like you, writers who are looking to turn their skills into an amazing lifestyle. We cover four major areas inside of the coaching program. Number one, Writing skills. How do you know when your writing skills are good enough? And how do you take them up to the next level so you can really take on those big clients that pay substantial fees and really help you get the lifestyle that you want? So we look at writing skills. Number two, we look at marketing. It's no fun to go chase after clients. It's way better to have them come and chase you. And so I show you the insights and the secrets of creating marketing systems that allow clients to find you, to pre-qualify you, and for you to pre-qualify them, and to attract the clients who really are going to help you create the lifestyle of your dreams and help you a have fulfillment as a writer. And do all of that automatically so you're not out there chasing clients. And then we look at the mindset piece. How do you have how do you overcome your fears and have a winning mindset every single day? How do you overcome obstacles and struggles and challenges and all that crazy stuff that happens to you and I simply because we're human beings? Help you walk through that process so you can have high performance thinking success thinking and successful mindset so you can tackle anything that life has for you and enjoy life to the fullest which brings me to the fourth area that we look at inside of our coaching systems and programs and that is lifestyle how do you take all of this once you've got the time once you've got the money how do you take all this and turn it into an incredible lifestyle the lifestyle of your dreams and how do you manage that manage your time and really live life to the fullest. We've that and give you secrets and insights that we've gained and that I've gained over the years working with some of the most successful people in the world. So again, I want to invite you to go check out your different options, copywritermarketer.com slash coaching and see which system is right for you. And I look forward to being your coach and walking you through the process of taking your writing skills and turning them into the lifestyle of your dreams. I'll talk to you soon. Bye now.